Welcome to the random again? question. Oh god damn it! <laughs> Cutting across me. God damn it! Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Sorry, I thought okay. we needed to cough again. No, no, we're good. The the two was fine. Welcome to the Random Question Podcast with Rob and Jill, where we ask ran- random questions and give you probably the wrong answers. I'm Rob. I'm Jill. And yeah, we're definitely well organized yes, and well unified and doing doing a podcast over Zoom is, is, is fun. Um, I suppose, Jill, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, as Rob knows, I have a gammy ear. My ear doesn't work. So if you like medical mysteries and bodies that don't work. <laughs> oh, this is the podcast for you. Yeah, this is the podcast like, for you. <laughs> oh, like completely. Like like the other day when I was doing research for this, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do some research. And then I went, wait, my heart doesn't work. I'm going to lie down and eat some salt. Like, w- w- what is life? <laughs> <laughs> what is life? Um, yeah, I can't really hear out of my left ear. So if I randomly start shouting. Which is great for an audio only experience. It's it's really fantastic. Um. I suppose the last time we kind of did any audio stuff together would have been the, the college radio station a few years ago, which was a lot easier to uh, not speak over each other because we could see each other and we were in the same room, uh, whereas now we're doing it over Zoom because COVID. Yay! I'm really good at speaking over Rob anyway. I think I did it in the radio to the extent that you actually put me in like the desk to do, like work the actual like settings because you're like, you just put her in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I put put you to work on the on the controls so I could talk because it's all about me, baby. <laughs> oh God! There will be a theme to this podcast. <laughs> all about Rob. It 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 might just be. Um, but yeah, I suppose our question today is: Would you use the danger toilet? Now, Jill, have I sent you a photo of the toilet in question? You have. Okay, I'm gonna send you send it to you again. And just to just to see how how like you know that goes, and just so you have it fresh in your mind, um, it'll probably be like the podcast, like big image, so people can see it. That's I know it's describing videos on a, a visuals on an audio podcast isn't exactly the <laughs> the best radio, but like, it's it's somewhat enjoyable. Why do I have so many photos of toilets on my phone? God damn it! I definitely will be able to describe it quite well. I mean, I did a master's in in visual arts, so. Maybe oh, I can add a bit of I did a master's. Oh, she's educated and unemployed. You haven't sent me the picture yet. <laughs> I know, but I mean, if you want to, if you want to describe it with your visual fucking uh, masters. Yeah. I mean, I could describe it without seeing it. Um, but you know, oh, there, oh. there she is. Um, so I sent you a photo of it within the last few years and when it was actually in use. Yeah, you have a ye olde black and white photo when it was in use and a very rusted red photo of it in the current day. And it looks like there's a lifeboat like underneath it, which could be handy because <laughs> I don't think uh, you'd last very long in that toilet. Um, the toilet is... Shrek's to- toilet looks nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek's toilet looks safer. Um, so if people at home want to get, want to look this up, this is a toilet that was found on the Forth Rail Bridge. That's F O R T H, uh, in Scotland, uh, just west of Edinburgh. Um, and I I have some toilet facts for you, Jill. If you'd like some toilet facts, I would love some toilet facts. 
Okay, so there are three ways to group or define a toilet. There's flushing or a dry toilet, there's sitting or a squat toilet, and there's private or a public toilet. Um, the difference in drainage uh, is flush or vacuum toilets, which uses like water to seal the smells away. A pit latrine, which is just a hole in the ground, basically. <laughs> um, a vault toilet, which is like a pit latrine, but it has a like container to collect all the poop. Uh, portable or chemical toilets, so those are um, like you know at festivals and stuff. Um, a flying toilet. Now, Jill, what do you think a flying toilet is? A toilet that is above air. No. Uh, toilets and airplanes are usually... They used to be chemical toilets, but now they're like uh, vacuum toilets. Oh, I presumed it was like a, a flying toilet was like a toilet that was just like above a body of empty body. You know, like if you went to the oh, toilet, there's nothing beneath really yeah. you. No? No, a flying toilet apparently is a plastic bag. Um... Because you go in the bag and then you throw it away. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. a, a floating toilet, I think, might be what you were thinking of, maybe. It's a toilet above or floating on water. Um, so they use them usually yeah, in high, kind of. like, high but, I mean, like, floating areas. Um, this, yeah. this bridge toilet is just kind of flying. <laughs> it, I mean, it is, it is in a way. Um, also, in, in some cultures, they used to, and sometimes still do use, uh, livestock toilets. So the waste would go into a livestock pit, like a pigsty, um, or an aquaculture one. So it would feed fish. Nice. <laughs> so if you if you've got a pond at home and you're thinking, you know, I can't because of COVID, I can't get to the pet shop. Well, one, it, it at least in Ireland, it's you know you actually can. But I mean, just pop a squat over the pond. It's fine. The goldfish will thank you. Um, I can't. I can't actually promise that. Um. And then last but not least, you have like chamber pots or uh, bedpans or bucket toilets, which are li- are literally just like a bucket toilet is literally just a, a bucket. Like a commode. Yeah, basically. Have you basically ever have like you that. ever seen a commode in person? I I have, in fact. I've I have when I say I've used one, I haven't been the one I haven't been the one utilizing it, I suppose is one way to put it. So yeah, I I know what a commode is. I once went to an auction uh, when I was a child because my parents had just built a new house and they were like looking okay. some, for some furniture and uh, I saw this like really cool chair and I was sitting down in it and I was like, wow, this is a bit of a throne and my parents were like, get off the commode. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then they like lifted up the seat and um, underneath there was like a toilet pot and I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Um, World Toilet Day is celebrated on nineteenth of the 19th of November. Um so I, I always think it's a fun game to uh whatever your birthday is, go back nine months to kind of figure out. So like what's nine months after November? Um, um you know what? I probably was uh meant to be born on World's Toilet Day, actually. Okay, when you say you were supposed to be, like it sounds like you mean that like you were destined for World Toilet Day, not you were born prematurely. Oh oh no, I I was born prematurely, but my due date was the nineteenth of November. <laughs> I'm not I'm not making this up. So yeah, if you if 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 you were uh you know uh, what you call it, well one if you were conceived on around around Valentine's Day, you probably end up near World Toilet Day uh, for your birthday. But if you were conceived on World Toilet Day, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, September. If you were born on the nineteenth of September, you're a World to- Toilet Day baby. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, I have examples of ancient toilets. 
So uh, one of the first toilets uh, is from the year 3200 BCE. It's from Uruk in Mesopotamia, and it was like an internal uh, pit toilet. Uh, Skara Bray in the Orkney Islands in Scotland had small rooms over communal drains in about 3000 BCE, and these were the first toilets to use running water. Yeah. All right. I thought it was interesting. I spent lots of time looking up toilets. You son of a bitch. I, I just um, didn't know what noise to make. Like <laughs> flushing noise. Flush. Uh, Indus Valley uh, had toilets built into the walls with drains running under them, and they actually had a sewer system as well, and had flushing water uh, toilet drains, which is I think when it's year 20, 2800 BCE, we're currently in like what is it uh to uh, god it's 2021 uh ce like that's fucking amazing that's uh, um also guard robes so guard robes were rooms in castles um jill you've seen like kind of uh, you know especially in england those kind of like tudor castles and stuff yeah yeah i have you know the bits that like jut out of the wall with like a really fancy like kind of ornate like trellising kind of on them yes yeah yeah those are toilets oh very nice <laughs> Yeah, so they built them near kitchens or fires, so they would be warm, and basically, yeah, it, they would, you know, go, and then it would drop into the street, so, you know, guard robes. Before you made the comment about them being warm, um, I was actually thinking, there seems to be a theme, even in the oldie days, where people wanted comfort while they did the poops. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's one of your most, I suppose, vulnerable times, and also... Is something everyone is kind of guaranteed to use. Yeah, you don't have a dog, do you? Apparently, the reason why dogs make eye contact with you while they're pooping outside is because they like feel comfortable, like staring at their owners. It, like brings them yeah, comfort. yeah. It's it's yeah. the idea that you're watching over them, that like a hawk won't swoop down and <laughs> snatch them. <laughs> like I, if I was a dog, I would spend a lot of time thinking about hawks. I think. My dogs think a lot about crows because we um, accidentally have gathered a flock of them. We have like pet crows now, basically, is what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, yeah, we, we have the same where we've just been throwing out like stale bread for so long that we, we I think we've funded generations and generations of crows. Well, we actually went like the extra mile and we got like lovely like bird suet pots for the little birds because I kind of took up bird watching during lockdown and... We got like trellises and we like hung the, the cages off them, but we didn't get the cages that like the big birds can't get into. So they're like sometimes you look outside and there's just like crows like hanging upside down, like off like these tiny cages eating all the like little bird food. Um I haven't seen a small bird in weeks. <laughs> um the most exotic bird I saw was a chaffinch and now it's just crows. Yeah, when we when we briefly moved away from, from our house that we're in now and we kept throwing like things out to birds and I, I we just forgot that crows weren't super used to that so there was just piles of bread in our garden and it was like oh oh that's not everywhere huh and uh yeah it was i think neighbors were very confused i don't think they understood what we were about <laughs> that reminds me of of when I was on holidays and uh, when I was younger and I used to always sneak our basset hound food on the, under the dinner table but when I was on holidays I kind of because I was young I kind of forgot he wasn't there so there used to be like piles of like food that I didn't like under the table <laughs> when we had dinner <laughs> uh, wow yeah. just just feed, and now you can do it with a Roomba just feed the Roomba 
What's a room? Is that one of those Hoovers? That... Yeah, you know the little, like, circular Hoover, like, robot Hoovers? They mm. really scare me. Uh, I, I, I feel like that's another thing that you'd have in common with a dog. I feel like Roombas are, like, a dog enemy. Yeah, they're just, like, <laughs> they can think. What else can they do? I don't think they have, like, sentience or, like, <laughs> sapience or whatever. Like, I, I think they just move about and then they bump into something and they go again. How how Which, do you how do you know? I was gonna say, but the, that's kind of how I get around life. So, <laughs> but like, and, I, and I you guess have sentience, don't you, Rob? <laughs> I I well, I I guess technically, yeah. Like I I am recording this right now. I think I I think I probably rec- I know I I guess a Roomba could be built with the cape. Oh God damn it! <laughs> I'm just a less useful Roomba. God damn it! <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Anyway, I mean um, no. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Sorry. thanks for the photo, photo confidence there. Back to toilets. At least that's my domain now. Apparently, Ugh. um, a more modern version of kind of like an older toilet was like the water closet, um, which I I never understood why like WC was on signs like particularly in airports for some reason I associate them with, um, and it stands for like water closet, and one of the earlier examples of that is a dry earth water closet jill do you know what a dry earth toilet would have been um is it a hole in the ground no that's a pit latrine <laughs> okay well explain to me it it was essentially like a toilet that was full of dirt and so you, it's a like hole a, in the it, ground no but like like in inside <laughs> okay how does this work it, it, uh, now that I think about it, it's basically like a litter box. Okay. Like, yeah. like a cat's litter box. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably the best way to, to describe it. And then again, like upright water closet is like, you know, those American ones you'd see in like 1950 shows where they like pull the chain. It's oh, like an yes. upright water closet. Um, toilets started to move indoors in upper middle class houses in the 1880s in the UK. And Thomas Crapper did not invent the toilet, but he did invent the floating ball cock. Thank you, Thomas Crapper. <laughs> yep. There's there's your toilet fact of the week. How how do you feel more like educated about toilets? Yeah, I do actually. Um, I guess I'm really grateful for the modern toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to use a human litter box or um a pit latrine. Imagine having to dig your hole, <laughs> dig your own hole, <laughs> dig your hole, dig your own hole every day. A really important thing for those toilets was that you did them, like, away from water sources or, like, food supplies. Because, like, like, that's the reason why, like, a lot of uh, fields in France you can't really farm in is because, like, there are lots of still, like, World War One dead bodies that, like, the, the ground is just, like, basically toxic. Um, so, yeah, like, imagine, imagine if you just go for, like, like, you wake up in the middle of the night, you go for a poo and you've killed your entire village because you pooed too near the well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Uh, that'd, Good job. Be a, that'd be a burden. It would be. It would be. Um, I feel like that still happens in modern day, though. I feel like, you know, people make engineering mistakes and then all of a sudden, like, every family's got, like, E. coli or salmonella or one of those poo-related yeah. diseases. Oh, what's the... What, cholera. Cholera is the water. Cholera. One, yeah, yeah, or cholera. And I feel like every now and then, like, an entire village 
gets like really unwell and then you know there's like a news alert like oh don't enter this area like everyone's really sick um and then like the military in like the u.s is like flying in water for them and stuff so we, we now know about toilets so we have a good we have a good backing for the toilet part of the would you use the danger toilet but would you like to know about the actual rail bridge that the toilet is on yes i would love to know about the rail bridge that the toilet is on thank very natural response thank you jill <laughs> you're welcome it's good to hear that you're as interested in Scottish rail bridges as I am. <laughs> okay, the fourth rail bridge is a rail bridge across the Firth of Forth. Let's say that five times quickly. Um, it is nine miles west of Edinburgh. Uh, construction started in 1882 and it opened in 1890. Um, it's approximately 8,094 foot long, 361 foot tall, with 150 foot clearance below. It was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2015. Um, it was featured in a Hitchcock movie. It was featured in 20, uh, 39 Steps. Um, it was used on posters for Iron Brew. And uh, the developers of a lot of the GTA, the Grand Theft Auto games, are based in, in Edinburgh in Scotland. Um, and they used it in uh, G- uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um, it's renamed the Kincaid Bridge in that. Are you still with me? You're still you're not like asleep. Oh no no no! I I am listening. I just don't want to interrupt you. Oh, it's okay. I I just like to check whenever I'm talking about trains to make sure people are still alive. Um, Alan Turing, uh, the 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 famous programmer, um, in an essay on artificial intelligence, asked an AI to write him a sonnet about the fourth rail bridge, and the test subject in the paper replied, "Count me out on this one. I never could write poetry." And that was used as part of the imita- the imitation game or the Turing test to test if an AI is uh, human and sentient. So maybe maybe we should ask a Roomba to write a poem about the fourth rail bridge. See how it happens. See what it does. <laughs> yeah, that that could work. What what if it does though? I mean, we've already like uh, now. You see, now I feel on the spot to come up with a poem for the fourth rail bridge to determine if I'm better than a Roomba. Like, like I feel completely lost. God. Oh. Um. Anyway, back to the, uh, um. Painting the fourth bridge is a local phrase in Edinburgh, uh, meaning that it's kind of like a never-ending task. Like it's once you start, you'll never stop. Um, because the bridge was basically painted because it's red. It's 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 red. It was painted from when it began or when it was built until like the late nineties. Um, and then it was restored between ninety one and two thousand and seven. Um. Have you have you been across this bridge yourself? Uh no, I haven't. I've actually never been to Scotland, so I could swear you'd been in Scotland before. Oh wait, I have. I've been to Edinburgh, never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say we know way too many people over there. Yeah, for... no, no, I, I have been to Edinburgh. I just completely blocked it out of my memory. Um yeah, I went to Edinburgh and I didn't go on any trains, so no. Okay. Um I when I was in Edinburgh the last time, our uh, hotel was next to the Edinburgh Zoo, which is a very, very interesting zoo. It's basically all on a hill. It's very nice. Um, but we, like, because being in Ireland, like, there's, there's not a lot of zoos and aquariums. There's, like, the zoo in Dublin. There's the wildlife park in Fota and in Cork. Um, so it's like, oh, you know, why we're here and we're looking at zoos, why, like, is there an aquarium in Edinburgh? And there's one in North Queens Ferry, which requires you to get a train from Edinburgh over the Forth Rail Bridge. So I've been on this bridge, and it, even in a train, it is terrifying. 
It is absolutely terrifying. How long does it take to get over it? Like, so I actually the... have, I have that information. Uh, let me just check. Sorry, I have I have this here. The trains go about forty miles an hour. Um, it's quite slow. Like the train when it's going over the bridge goes much slower. Um, and uh, again, because the like stops on either side are like in villages, uh, and like the aquarium, funnily enough, is right down by the the water. Um, you have to go up and down really steep hills just to get anywhere in um. It's a place called Queensferry, North and South Queensferry, and uh, yeah, the the trains go quite slowly, but ooh, it's it's really high. It's really high in the air, um, especially in Ireland where things are quite like flat or like if they're they're hilly, but there's no big like drops or gaps in a lot of ways, like or places you're going. So it was yeah. I'm not going to lie, the uh, close-up picture that you sent me of this toilet wouldn't um, spark any interest of me going on the bridge because. It just looks like that, like the metal's kind of like flaking a little bit, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say that the bridge is is structurally structurally <laughs> fine. I didn't actually feel in danger, but it's you know one of those things where you know you peer over the edge of something and you're like, nope, shouldn't have done that. Should not have done that. <laughs> Please um, don't sue us, bridge people. For <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh, yeah. No. Don't. People listen Scotland, to this podcast. Your, your iron bridge. brew your iron brew mascot icon is fine it's perfectly okay don't worry about it yeah it just it just doesn't look like very appealing to me but um i've never been a person for bridges or height or trains they're not very fun what's your problem with bridges and then trains we'll go in order what's your problem with bridges jill um my problem with bridges is that i've seen final destination okay yeah i can yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, it's, like my yeah. my problem with a lot of things is that I've seen all of the final destinations, <laughs> um, and my problem with was it trains next? Um, I lived in central London and I used to commute at rush hour. Um, that explains a lot, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's... Um. Yeah. So you know, if you have a dream of being a sardine, um, yeah. Move to London. Move to London. We should get on to Sadiq Khan, or if you know he continues, or whoever succeeds, and whoever the, the mayor of London is, um, when this is done and out, we should contact them with that slogan. If you dream of being a sardine, move to London. <laughs> Although, um, I do feel like COVID has changed that now, and I think uh, a lot of my London friends, for example, have been offered kind of permanent work from home contracts now. You know, um, so I feel like the train might never be as bad as it was. But um, I I feel like once COVID is when I say over, I mean like most people are vaccinated and things start to get back to quote unquote normal. I I feel like people are gonna like like even just looking at Cork and I I think lo- like every kind of big city is the same. So I imagine London is the same. A lot of its development is based on office space, so and hotels. So I can't imagine people being like, oh, we'll let all these towers go empty and people can work from home. You know. But they'll just repurpose the towers into, like, accommodation and stuff, surely. Who who knows? Who absolutely knows? But you know what? You know what they won't repurpose into accommodation? Toilets. This exact toilet. So, Jill, it's time <laughs> to answer the question of would you use the danger toilet? Um, this, is, this is actually quite a difficult question because um, how badly do I need to go? Um, I would say very. 
very okay and the train just happens to stop um on the bridge and there's like no toilets i'm guessing like the scenario is it's this or nothing or like it's in the middle of the night and like there's no trains running or whatever and like you can see like it's not like you're like fumbling in the darkness and happen upon this um i can give you if you if you want some more information like i can give you some some info on the dangers maybe associated with this to maybe help you uh yeah i would love to know (laughs) So it was used, like, why it's... You might be asking, like, why the fuck is there a random toilet on, like, basically hanging off a bridge? And uh, it was used for construction. So in the 1890s, so this toilet is, what, like, 120 years old, 130 years old. Um, This was made for people who were doing construction. Um, The floor was actually removed from the toilet. If you can see, and, like, if you go back and forth between the old photo and the new photo, you can see that the floor is actually, is actually gone. Yeah, you can see that, alright. So there's no real safe way for you to get into it, and it um it seems to be a latrine, so a problem could be there that if someone has gone previously, like forty years ago, that could still be there. I also noticed that the in the original photo, there's like a little bit of a, a door for privacy, but in the new photo, there's there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Full view. I I mean at least the train if the trains are running, uh. Like, they go on the left-hand side, so they won't, like, it'll be hard for people to see in, like, if they're okay. on the train. So, unless there's a queue of people waiting to use this toilet, you should have some element of privacy. Okay, so it'll be peaceful, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your greatest worry of using this toilet? Death, I guess. How? Um, there's no floor, Rob. <laughs> okay. So, what would happen if you fell? So... Your speed at impact, and this is according to the Splat Calculator, um, speed at impact would be 46.43 miles per hour or 167.16 kilometers per hour. The terminal velocity of a human is approximately 200 kilometers an hour, so it's actually not that far behind um, terminal velocity. And it would take you 4.74 seconds to uh, impact, to hit the water. I consulted a physicist. So I, 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 I just put out an open call. Was there any physicists? Uh, I, I have questions about toilets. And uh, one person did respond. And that's at Luke Laka. At Luke underscore Laka, I should say, on Twitter. Um, and this is what he said. I think a straight jump entering the water like a rod. You'd survive with major bruising and some fractures to your legs. But on the back or belly, you'd pop like a water balloon on concrete. Delicious. So his, his, his guess, because obviously without testing something you know, you can't really do this, um, is that your bones would mostly be okay if you, like, landed on your back or, like, you know, you didn't land, like, you didn't dive in purposely. Um, you would, uh, your bones would be okay, but your major organs would rupture, but again, that depends on body mass. Mm, very nice. Um, I should note that Mythbusters did something kind of like this. Um, they, it's it, it was the idea that, you know, if you fall out of something that like falling on water is the same as falling on concrete. Um, so they dropped a pig out of a helicopter at a greater height of about 600 feet. So about double the height onto pavement and to water. And the damage was much greater uh, dropping onto pavement than on water. But uh, <laughs> it still wasn't good for the pig carcass when it was dropped onto water. So if you fell, it wouldn't be great, but it wouldn't like it's not necessarily fatal. So there could be a chance that if I fell like a pencil, like a pencil dive and went yeah. straight in, that I, I could be completely fine. 
Well, I mean, you'd like, you know, maybe bruise your legs or like break, break some bones. Uh, we looked at the force needed to break your leg. <laughs> it's weird. This information isn't exactly out there and how much force it takes to break a femur. Um, it could break legs, but it it mightn't or it, it mightn't be enough. It depends again on how heavy, you know, the person falling in is and, and you know, things like that. So, yeah. Not going to lie, like it looks high up, but it doesn't look... Well, I guess I'm not standing there, so I can't really judge. But I'm sure there's definitely some weird, like, thrill seekers who, like, you know, if there's a chance they won't die, they'll jump kind of thing. So, you know, there's probably people who jump from that height and be fine. Yeah, so I uh, also did the liberty of um, checking about if you swam. So if you hit the water and, let's say, you just broke some legs, you weren't instantly dead, what would happen? So the lowest average air temperature in North Queensbury is... 3.8 degrees in january its highest is 14.8 degrees uh, celsius by the way uh in july and at its coldest it's between zero and five degrees for about three months and outdoorswimming.com would call it bloody freezing okay (laughs) not very tempting the issues they brought up for swimming in cold water are cold water shock which is you know when you go from you know, your normal body temperature, like, plunge into cold water. And there, an issue with that is that there's a sharp intake of breath. Uh, there's an increase in breathing rate, an increase in blood pressure. Um, so if you took the sharp breath when you were underwater, that would be a problem because obviously you're taking water on board. Um, if you have underlying heart or blood pressure issues as well, that can really fuck with you. Um, so that's not great. Um, there's also something called swim failure, which is... Um, your body wants to preserve temperature in the core of your body, like to protect your organs, keep them going. So your limbs will stop working because there's no blood flowing and you just can't swim. Uh, also, of course, hypothermia. And then even if you get out of the water, uh, you know, if it's cold, there's something called afterdrop, which is when your body, your there's warm blood circulating around your really cold body. And that can really fuck with you as well. If any ocean water swimmers or people who took up ocean water swimming during lockdown are listening to this, (laughs) Rob, you should apologize. Or tell them they'll be fine. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, no. Like, like these are just potential problems that could happen. And I think that if you... It's like, we're trying to talk about a terrifying toilet, but now we're just talking about, like, terrifying life. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, I've literally looked up the temperature of this place and, like... It's not, should you go for a swim in, like, North Queensferry. It's, if you're using a toilet and then you suddenly, within five seconds, find yourself swimming in freezing (laughs) water, what are the issues you could face? It's a very specific question, I'll admit, but, you know... I think any any winter swimmers or ocean swimmers, I, I like you're 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 fine. Don't worry about it. You got this. Okay. But so, but wear a wear a wetsuit is what outdoorswimming.com suggested. Which if you're going to, like if you're going to swim, you're probably going to wear a wetsuit. But if you're going to use the bathroom, you're probably <laughs> not popping on the wetsuit first. Well, uh, you know what? I can't I can't comment. I'm not going to king shame. Like people can. A lot a lot of uh, swimmers um and like surfers would do a pee in their wetsuit. Like you would urinate in your wetsuit and it's it's grand you know it's, it's actually quite warm um you know yeah but i feel like if you're doing that you wouldn't go to a toilet yeah I feel exactly. like you just stay in the water but yeah you definitely wouldn't poo in your wetsuit again so... jill i'm just gonna say we can't we, we really shouldn't be shaming anybody whatever you're into this is a welcoming podcast <laughs> well okay but see that's the thing maybe a swimmer is like wow i really need to 
go to the toilet and they look up and they're like wow there's a toilet up there so they just climb up and they're like in their wetsuit and you know going to the bathroom i guess you wouldn't have enough chance to put your wetsuit back on while they're falling so well i mean you have 4.7 seconds while you're suddenly plummeting to earth to have the wherewithal to go i should really roll my wetsuit back up and then put it on Mm, yeah it takes me about 20 minutes to get my wetsuit on um yeah and then also (laughs) and then also (laughs) to go oh i should also land properly like a pencil yeah like like there's a lot of thought going on in that five seconds that i feel like even if they're gone like they're swimming normally and then they go oh i'll go to the bathroom and they climb up this village like through a village for one and then go to this disheveled disused railway toilet from the 1890s i again i think there's a, like problems with thought process there that don't involve just oh i should probably roll my wetsuit back up yeah know? absolutely um anyway my answer to the question um so, I, pro- I probably wouldn't use the toilet to be honest i mean you could bribe me potentially but it would have to if be... i could guarantee if i could guarantee that you wouldn't fall through hmm well, <laughs> how has um, Sir Alan Turing himself used the toilet? You know what? I, I don't think he's a sir, by the way. I think he was, I think Alan Turing was, was you know, pretty badly dealt with by the British government and then he died. Um, oh, I thought so, he was, I thought he was Sir Alan Turing. I'm pretty sure, no, because I, I, uh, Alan Turing was, you know, involved in breaking the, 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 the Enigma Code in World War Two, And then he was a big gay, you see, Jill. He was, he was a gay man. And the Brits were like, no, no, no. He, he, he was indeed Sir Alan Turing. Oh, yeah. The, the more you know. Well, okay, let's be very clear. Um, knighthoods don't last after death. So he's no longer Sir Alan Turing. He's just Alan Turing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So but he, ha- he, my... ha- he had, has no B. Oh, it's a KB. Is a knighthood, though. Oh, is it? I think so. Oops. Well... He's and not Sir I, Alan I, Turing, then. I, <laughs> but has Alan Turing used it? No, I, I don't know if he's ever even been near it. Like, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but he knew like, about it. He, I'm sure he knew about the bridge. I don't know if he knew about the toilet, specifically. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking, like, you know, could I have a claim to fame? Like, could I be like, oh, I use this really dangerous toilet that, like, Alan Turing's used? Or, you know about i don't know i i know someone who went to the anne frank house and took a piece of toilet paper home as like a souvenir very strange <laughs> yeah like 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 there are people who do like that's fair yeah i feel like even without alan Turing, like this is a toilet that's older than our our country like where we live right now you know like this is a toilet that's lasted through the ages like you know you just and there's bits missing already they're not gonna miss more just chip off a little bit of wood and you know? <laughs> what about you get a helicopter and you just take the whole toilet. What if the toilet is structurally like the bridge is dependent on the not again not to have a go at Scottish engineers, but what if the bridge is purely dependent on that ramshackle toilet? Like what if you take that away and the bridge just boom collapses? <laughs> Final destination two hundred and seventy three. <laughs> someone steals the toilet i haven't seen all the final destination movies but um have any of them involved like tetanus um i'm trying to think no i don't think so so i i looked at that toilet and i literally went okay what would my concerns be even if i'm like really need to go what's running through my head of okay am i gonna use this uh 
So I, I, I was curious about tetanus uh, because of all the rust. But fun fact, tetanus isn't caused by rust, but the conditions conducive to rust cause tetanus. So you could theoretically get tetanus from that toilet. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I can see a thick, thick layer of green mold, mildew, moss. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's definitely some other life happening in there. I mean, like, it's it's a toilet and it's wood. It's wood that's been exposed to the, like, all the kind of weather you could think of for 130 years, so. Yeah, to be honest, I'd be quite scared of the wildlife in there as well. You know, like like a like a like a frog or like a like a dog or like what are we like a like, like an elephant? Like, what are we talking about here? Like a rat. Yeah, I mean, like I've seen. Well, in saying that though, I remember a story in in the Irish Examiner a few years ago about how a guy in Cork, I think, actually, believe it or not, in West Cork, where where you're living, Jill, uh, about a rat who climbed up the toilet and bit a guy in the arse. So, yeah, so it's maybe a big, it's a big fear. Maybe you should apologize to the people of North Queensbury for implying that they're a rat-infested toilet den. I apologize, but I mean, you know, you said that it's a latrine, so there could be stuff in it. But what if the stuff in there is a rat? <laughs> but what if it's a friendly rat? What if he's like... <laughs> like Remy. What if he's a rat? Yeah, what if it's the Ratatouille rat, but instead of being really into, like, cuisine, he's really into poop. Like, he just he's just delighted. He's delighted that you're there. He's like, yeah, come on, buddy. Let's go. Fr- friendly toilet rat yeah i don't know but the toilet just i don't know when was the last time the toilet was used actually that might entice me to use it i would imagine the 1890s i i i, I imagine that floorboard was taken away immediately to stop people going to use it when they stopped mm-hmm. using it because i i if it's from the 1890s it's in fairly good condition if it hasn't hasn't been used since i mean i've seen worse sheds <laughs> like the 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 bridge has um like kind of stone like pylons holding it up and like those have like more conventional toilets in them that like builders and stuff were using as well so it's not like this is the only toilet for all of the engineers and the builders and stuff um that were there it was just another one um i did so i with the with the falling thing i consulted a physicist and with this one i actually consulted the most important scientific journal around um i i checked cosmo like cosmopolitan the magazine amazing and it was a list of um basically like things you should watch out for in festival porta potties so it's not quite the same but i think it's it's a relevant list so this is what they've warned if you're going to a festival to be careful of okay uh number one is the norovirus explain uh the norovirus is the winter vomiting bug oh lovely very nice. And their their point was uh, contact transmission, so people don't typically wash their hands at all in festivals, or if they do, it's like when they're done. Yeah. So if they have the vomiting bug, it's going to be in the toilet. So and there's no like uh, you know again this is an audio podcast, but you know now I'll note that the person with the visual design masters didn't describe this properly, but there's no sink in this pit latrine floating <laughs> off the side of a bridge. Yeah, I so, was gonna say, and uh, there's definitely no hand sanitizer dispenser. <laughs> no, I mean again, not to criticize the Scottish government too much, but I mean where's where's the hand sanitizer thing for COVID? Like that should be there. Uh, that's just that's disgraceful frankly another another thing cosmo warned us for is salmonella yes yeah um shingalosis which isn't shingles i thought it was for a second it's a uh, dysentery or diarrhea oh yeah that's also delightful yeah yeah uh, hepatitis a 
and influenza. Those are the things that Cosmo warned us about catching from a festival toilet. Which, I mean, like, if if there's, like, a train spotting festival, but not the movie train spotting, which I know is confusing because Scotland, like, just actual train spotting, um, and it's on that bridge, I mean, that could be, like, a festival toilet. So, I mean, it's good to know. This, this, is, this is good information. I have seen worse festival toilets. I, I, I've been... Like the, the live at the marquee, the, the kind of gigs in Cork, and those toilets are you know fine. Like they're they're better than most, but oh god, not good, not not good. People lose their hygiene after a few pints and a and a few ba- like a few rounds of like Toto. Uh, I was once on a drinking boat toilet, and let me tell you, uh, yeah, people who get boat sick, <laughs> yeah, they ruin those toilets. <laughs> I I'm I'm not a boat traveler. Like I have no problems with boats. Like you have problems with trains. Um. I just don't really have an option to use boats that often. I feel like if you were boat sick, you'd just you'd go off the side of the boat. Or is that a movie thing? That's a movie thing. Um, because okay. if the boat's like very rocky, like you wouldn't oh, be allowed okay. to actually stand on the deck. Um, so most people actually just get very boat sick when the conditions are bad and they'd be indoors. Um, and also like people tend to run to the toilet. I think it's like just something that's built into us now. You know, if you were in, like, your bedroom, you wouldn't puke at your bedroom window. You'd probably make a dash to the bathroom. You know, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, both toilets, not very nice. This toilet, I don't see any visible vomit. <laughs> you know. But what if the rat has had, like, a bad... He's had a bad batch of um of pasta and he's feeling a bit queasy, you know? <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I feel like using this toilet, you'd kind of want to be, like, very, like dexterous and like flexible and like I don't know fit you kind of have to do you know in Ninja Warrior where they like make their way up the shaft and they like use their their hands and legs like and they like push them out to the side and like climb up kind of like a spider yeah, yeah, yeah is that a good visual I think it's I think it's literally called the spider climb by the way oh the spider climb okay well you would have to do that over this toilet so you know because the that um like the corrugated iron looks okay, so you know you kind of just in air kind of hold yourself up, do your business. Don't think I'm fit enough, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just we'll get what we'll do is whenever COVID is over, we'll get plane three plane tickets to to Edinburgh. You, me, and and Dan, your your gymnast boyfriend, and we'll 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 go to this toilet, and Dan Dan can do the fitness stuff. We'll be fine. Oh yeah, Dan could definitely use this toilet, no doubt. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just we'll watch Dan use the toilet. What am I saying? Um, I feel like as a man, you could cheat this toilet. Or if you had a shiwi. Shiwis are very very difficult to use. <laughs> the literal instructions of shiwis are know. like, you need to use them in the shower, um, for the first like ten to fifteen times to like master them oh so it's like it, it's you know how do you get to carnegie hall you know use the shiwi in the shower that that joke i got it yes okay. absolutely um shiwis there's there's very temperamental <laughs> so i when looking at this toilet like so infection was another thing that popped into my mind um another danger that i instantly thought of was uh, about getting hit by a train yeah but i mean the train would have to derail wouldn't it so not if not while you're using it, but you know, on your way there or if you were done and you were like just so relieved and 
so satisfied that you would use the same toilet as Sir Alan Turing, um, that you Alan just were in. Yeah, you were on. You were on cloud nine, baby. On cloud nine, you're not thinking of it, and you just climb up on the track. If so, the speed limit for trains, I have them here. Um, for high speed rail, the speed is about fifty miles an hour. Uh, for normal kind of passenger train, oh sorry, it's yeah, fifty miles an hour, and then uh, it's forty miles an hour for kind of like um ordinary passenger trains and then for freight trains it's about 48 kilometers an hour so again uh like 30 miles an hour around that um if you were completely blindsided by the train it was the higher speed train they didn't see you uh yeah that that wouldn't work out for you so so getting hit by a train is that concern of course but you know probably as you said unless it derailed not one of your main ones using this toilet yeah absolutely i think a big concern would be you'd be so relieved and like you'd be like wow that was lovely great experience i completely forgot i was above the air and then you like walk out of the toilet and you're like oh yeah i was above the air and you're just falling is there any other like danger you can think of associated with using this toilet to be perfectly honest um unless <laughs> we take uh, like into consideration um bad engineering uh and the whole cubicle just like plunging into the ocean when you use it um, we're gonna get we're gonna do one podcast and we're gonna get sued by like the engineers guild of scotland and that that'll be it like that's <laughs> it that's showtime baby like we're done yeah um but otherwise no like i mean unless the entire bridge just goes kaput um i had one know. other idea oh yeah go on is there a risk of being struck by lightning i mean yeah you're on metal so like it's quite high up. You're on metal. Um, I actually yeah. looked it up. I, I looked at the weather data, data and I just did a general search for it. Uh, lightning storms over this bridge are actually pretty common. Wow. But for, for because so much of the metal of the bridge is above you, you'd have to be very unlucky to be hit by lightning. Um, but it could happen. Like it's a lot more common or a lot more possible than using like a, my, like a toilet here in my house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But I will say, look, I, this toilet doesn't have, you know, it's not all negative. I mean, as you said, it's a historic toilet. It's it's 130 years old. It's the personal bathroom of choice by Sir Alan Turing, apparently. Um, <laughs> it's a very well engineered toilet by the Engineers Guild of Edinburgh or whatever. Um, if that's a real organization, I'm really sorry. I am just fucking about. Um, and it's a gender neutral bathroom. Oh, and even better, it has a beautiful view. It does have a beautiful view. Yeah, it's like it you know those toilets like that that are in Miami and in those like really snazzy apartment buildings, and they like look over the bay and you know like beautiful sunsets and sunrises and like wow, just enjoy like a luxurious toilet. Um, you know it's got similar vibes. Yeah, I I will say going over just on the train on that bridge, it was like really beautiful views. Like it was a very pretty sight. So like yeah, no, I. I... I, I totally agree with that, yeah. If you're like me and you're a bit, like, pee-shy in public spaces, um, I like the sound of running water. Like, it kind of helps mm-hmm. me, like, release my bladder. So, you know, that wouldn't be an issue because the sound of the ocean. And, like, I, I think as well there could be a fun game associated with it because, like, I mentioned the flying toilet earlier. Either... You could, like, if there is just a hole in it, like, it does just go in... I doubt it does, but if it just goes into the water... Like, as you said in one of the photos, there's, like, a cruise ship, like, a like a ferry going underneath. Like, <laughs> you could aim for the ferry, 
Or yeah. you could like, you know, into a bag and then throw it at either a passing train or a ferry. Now, I wouldn't recommend that for safety reasons, but I mean, again, I, ca- I can't throw a bag of poop at a train or a ferry from my house. So that's plus one for the danger toilet, you know? And like, it probably doesn't smell that bad in there because the ventilation's really good. That's true. That's, and that's by ventilation, I mean there's no door, but... <laughs> yeah, ventilation. but I mean like that... That, and as I said, look, if there's just a gap underneath, if it's not like a collected pit latrine, because I, um, I studied so many photos of, like, of this toilet to see how it was collected. If it's just a gap, I mean, that's also more ventilation coming from beneath, you know? And as well, the, the toilet doesn't look very high up. It kind of looks like if you were to be sitting on it, you'd be in kind of like a squatting position. Um, so, you know, it actually might be good for your, your bowels, um, you know, like... You don't mm. need to bring your squatty potty with you. You yeah, and and like one one of the one of the developments that I didn't refer to earlier was like the kind of Japanese toilets that squirt like water up. If like there's a passing whale or porpoise, and it just spurts <laughs> water up, and again if there's a hole in it, that's 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 nature's bidet right there, you know. Absolutely, one of my favorite places in London was this Japanese restaurant, and it had um smart toilets. Okay. And I remember the first time I went there, I went to use the bathroom and I realised that, like, it had all these settings um, and I just went crazy. I, like, tried out everything. Um, it even, like, has, like, a little drying feature at the end. <laughs> really, really fun. Um, and I came back to my table and my friends were like, you were in the bathroom for, like, 15 minutes. Are you okay? Was it the food? And I was like, no, no, guys, you all need to go use the toilet. And they were like what do you mean? And I was like, just go use it. I won't tell you anything more. So they all went, they used the toilet, they came back and they were like, yeah, the bathroom was really nice. And the toilet seat like was really warm, but like not warm as in those people have been using it warm, but like heated. They hadn't noticed the control panel next to the toilet. I was like, guys, it's a smart toilet. It will literally wash you. I I haven't, so I've been to Edinburgh a few times and I haven't been to a Japanese restaurant in Edinburgh, so I can't comment. Well, we're talking about Scotland and we're giving out anyway. Um, but I did go to a, like, speakeasy that was, like, tarot-based in, in Edinburgh, uh, just off Princess Street. And um, all the walls in those toilets were covered in uh, the, like, text of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. So that was an interesting read while I was using the bathroom, you know? Yeah, I mean, that is, that would be a toilet read. <laughs> Oh, that's something you could do. You know, like you know, like a, like a little time capsule, or you know, those things where like people will add to something as they come in. Like, like either get like a newspaper, like today's paper, and put it up on the wall, or just like write like Jill was here twenty twenty one, although it'll probably be twenty twenty two. Or get a chance to go there. Make it a geocache. <gasps> yeah, no, it's a fucking Pokemon uh, Go stop or whatever. Like, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's that's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I mean, maybe this toilet's a forgotten gem. I wonder, is this toilet old enough to be listed? Well, I mean, the bridge itself is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so by extension, this toilet is a World Heritage Site. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Culture. <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, is there any other positives of using this toilet you can think of? Um, uh, I, I mean... Well, you know what? If you're if you're constipated and uh, you're you're trying to use the toilet and then it just plummets to the like you plummet through the floor, you will probably shit yourself. So I mean, problem solved. <laughs> problem solved, indeed. Um, yeah. I can't, really, I can't really think of much else. I mean, 
there's plenty of positives you know lovely view relaxing sounds um boat spotting bird spotting you know i think you would never be bored <laughs> on the toilet yeah hold on a second <laughs> you're talking about like the flora and fauna living in it what if instead of a a rat because i feel like it would be weird for a rat to be living in that toilet if anything what if there's yeah. like a little bird nest in there just chilling what if there's a wasp's nest in there <laughs> yeah just well like a chaffinch i was thinking not like a hornet oh, yeah. but i mean yeah sure yeah i mean there could be birds in there um oh maybe some seagulls mm-hmm. uh yeah that'd be fine maybe an owl that'd be nice oh if there's bees there you could get free honey <laughs> <laughs> toilet honey that's my favorite type of honey you know it's it's a cute little spot yeah and i mean if you're walking on the bridge and the weather is really bad you could seek some shelter i okay i'll be honest that's not the first place i would seek shelter if i was stuck on that bridge in bad weather i'll be honest but i mean sure what if all the other toilets are closed down and you have to use that one and you're a builder on the bridge i would probably depending on the circumstances just go on the bridge <laughs> or, nice. or like or just run to the end of the bridge and go on like the station or like a piece of grass or something run to the end of the bridge didn't you say the bridge was like eighty thousand feet or something or 8, eight, yeah eight thousand feet yeah but i mean like I, 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 like even if this is in the beginning of it like i'll i'll take my chances but like I like call me traditional, but I, I like to have a firm I like to have terra firma when I'm going to the bathroom just a little bit. Like yeah. like not always, but just a little bit of it is, is kind of just comforting for me, but you know. The good thing about like this toilet is though, like, you know, if you're ever waiting um for a toilet in a club or whatever, um and like multiple people go into the toilet at the same time, um, you won't have that problem here. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it is. It is a bit of the like you don't have to like depend on that honor system that people aren't like doing drugs or writing. Um, I wouldn't recommend if you if you're going to the bathroom to do drugs. Like I I would suggest that the only rail that should be done on this bridge is is the train one. Like like I I really I would stand by that one. You know. <laughs> the only the only line is the one out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like like what about a, like an orgy? Would you have an orgy in, in this bathroom? Um, I'm kind of getting flashbacks to when in university they used to do those competitions where, like, you could try and fit as many people into a car as possible. You know those. Okay, when I, when I said bathroom orgy and you said I was thinking about those competitions in university, I got very scared. <laughs> but like, I don't know how many people you could fit in. How many like I don't know, maybe Dan could fit like him and his gymnast friends in there. Um, a little bit of contortion, a little bit of, you know, dislocation of every bone in their body. But you know. You'd probably fit yeah. a few people in there. The structural inte- integrity of that thing. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could pop the roof off and then just keep going. They're gymnasts. They have balance. It's fine. You could pop the floor out and just hang. <laughs> well, that's true. You could do that. But again, a little bit of terror for is always a bit nice. Um, but the one proper disadvantage I will give this is I feel like it's probably not a viable glory hole like we're talking about orgies and stuff like i feel like that's a proper danger like if you're if, if you're into danger not to king shame if that's what your thing is then yeah go for it but otherwise i don't i don't think that's a gore really you know? if you're into water sports <laughs> i feel like you're thinking of a different water sport 
Oh no! <laughs> all I'm fuck- all I'm thinking of now is like James Bond movies, you know, where like he'll like you know parachute down onto like a jet ski and like you know sail away or whatever. Like that's what I'm thinking of. Like James Bond uses this toilet to escape. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, yeah I suppose to answer the question definitively, Jill, would you use the danger toilet? Yes. I I think I would as well. I'll be honest. Why Why wouldn't you? Like the we we listed so many pros and the cons just seem really stupid. Like tetanus, I've got a tetanus injection. Eesh. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so I I will be honest. I you know I'm a little bit bigger. I'm a little bit bigger than than you. I'll say. Um. I I that would be my concern. <laughs> was that wood has been in, among the elements for 130 years? That I would be a bit like concerned about the whole diving aspect and i am not a very good swimmer like i'm, I'm okay i'm fine but like I'm, I'm not like a cold water swimmer so that's where like that stuff comes into uh into problems with me like that's 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 where i'm a bit unsure of it you know but like you could technically use the toilet and never leave the big thick metal platform on the right hand side you know yeah you could... like i i'd go number one for sure i've, I've got that advantage I, I would i would do that for sure um yeah I just feel like, um, you know, I've got a shy bowel, so the door issue, like number two, no. No, not for me. So there you have it. We would both <laughs> use, with a big asterisk, we would both use the danger toilet. How, we how about that? Both use the danger. And you know about my abilities to go to the toilet in public now. Yeah, there you go. And you, and you have advice on... on... On, on orgies and bathrooms and get get lots of gymnasts and pop the roof off there you go um so that's that's it i think that's our first episode jill how, how did you find it brilliant yes do, do you do you feel like you know lots more about toilets now and about the fourth rail bridge yeah i i feel like i'm well informed and mm. um yeah i just think that we need to restore this toilet back to its natural glory so we're we're starting a fourth rail bridge danger toilet restoration project. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. A go- uh, GoFundMe will be linked. Yeah, we'll 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 definitely do that. But I suppose although we should probably find a we should find an Irish equivalent. Oh, and like an Irish danger toilet. Yeah. I feel like that's like the toilets in like the the Starbucks on Westmoreland Street. Do you know? Mm, or the cinema. <laughs> yeah, like like oh, there you go. The theatre under Bussaurus, next to the bathrooms. Amazing. Anyway, I'll let you finish. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry. Um, You know, if you want to follow along to the podcast, you can follow at Random Cues Pod. Um, Jill, do you have any social media and stuff you want to plug? No. No. Jill, uh, Jill does not exist outside of this podcast. Jill is a figment of my imagination. <laughs> I don't exist. Um... Sometimes I frequent Rob's Twitter, so you might find me there, but you have to yeah. find me. Yeah, it's at RBOSOL, and if by the time this comes out, Jill has decided, no, I will be a public Twitter thing, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll link that as well. Um, so, so for me and for Jill, uh, thank you for listening, and hopefully we, we answered your random question. Hopefully we did, and enjoy your toilet at home. Have a nice, peaceful shit, knowing <laughs> that you are not above water. <laughs>